It's Thursday, April 16th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. For the fourth week in a row, unemployment claims in the U.S. have risen by the millions. We'll explain why a new bill Congress is considering might help curb the rise. Then all this talk about reopening the economy has gone hand in hand with a call for more testing. We break down what antibody tests are all about. And finally, we'll explain why, despite orders to stay put, some people are venturing outside to protest. We're here to make your evening smarter. Let's skim this. Okay, the COVID-19 pandemic is a rapidly changing story with lots of moving parts. And we're gonna help you sort out what exactly you need to know, starting with the three big developments of the day. It's another Thursday during the COVID-19 pandemic. You know what that means, more devastating numbers from the Labor Department. And today's numbers brought us closer to Great Depression levels of joblessness. Last week, over 5 million people filed for unemployment. That means since President Trump declared a national emergency last month, 22 million people told the government they were out of work. That also means the economy has lost almost all the jobs it gained since the last major financial crisis. If you were recently laid off or are maybe feeling discouraged, here's a silver lining. Congress is working on a possible fix. They're in the middle of discussions about giving more loans to small businesses. Remember that massive stimulus bill? That helped give small businesses loans that they don't have to pay back if they use it to keep paying their employees. But those funds have nearly run out. And if this program gets more money, more employees could stay on payrolls across the country. If you're one of the millions of people who recently lost their job or are concerned about it happening, this morning we hosted a live online presentation to help you navigate the latest headlines. It's called Unemployment Skimmed. To check it out, head to theskim.com unemployment. Our second headline today involves a new kind of test. One of the most frustrating things about the COVID-19 pandemic is that it's hard to know if you have it. Unless you had symptoms and were able to get tested, it's kind of this overarching question mark. But now there's a new kind of test that some speculate could help bring us all closer to normal life, antibody tests. You might see it in the news by its more formal name, serological tests. These are different from diagnostic ones. They don't tell you whether you currently have COVID-19, they tell you whether you have had it. It's a blood test that confirms whether you've developed antibodies to the disease. Some hospitals are now giving healthcare workers these tests. And the US government put out a call for volunteers last week to see who's interested in taking the test as part of a study. Some clinics are already starting to offer it to more people than just healthcare workers and study volunteers. And the federal government says it's telling private insurers they should cover the cost. Unclear what the plan is for people who aren't insured. But the tests aren't widely available yet, so it's also not clear when everyone in your quarantine pad will be able to get one. The reason why some people are so amped about this is because the hope is if they had COVID-19 and developed antibodies, that should mean they're immune. But experts warn, don't get too excited just yet. Even though dozens of these antibody tests are now out on the market, most of them have not been approved by the FDA yet and many still aren't near 100% accurate. Imagine taking an antibody test and getting told you're in the clear when you're really not. That's in part because there's still a lot we don't know about COVID-19, including whether you can get it again. 
experts say it could take months to figure out how protected we really are. So rather than thinking of antibody tests as a possible get-out-of-home-free card, think of them as a tool that, once perfected, can help officials track just how the virus has spread, which could then allow some people to go back to work safely if and when stay-at-home orders are lifted, and help us to be more prepared if there's a second wave of outbreaks. Which brings us to our third big story of the day. Right now, over 90% of the U.S. population is under some kind of stay-at-home order. And the big question is, when will things go back to normal? Now, residents of multiple states, including Michigan, Kentucky, and Ohio, are airing their frustrations on their own terms. Despite being told to stay at home, people are leaving their homes to protest. Yesterday at Michigan State Capitol, which has some of the strictest orders, protesters gathered by the thousands. They were heard chanting, lock her up, and we will not comply. And that message was for Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer. The sad irony here is that the protest was that they don't like being in this stay home order. And they may have just created a need to lengthen it. That's important. States are imposing these orders to keep people safe. And public health experts are pushing for people to stay the course. But protesters say, some restrictions go too far and violate their personal liberties, that they want to go back to work and should have the right to gather if they want to. So far, we've seen a lot of back and forth between federal officials and state-level officials over who can say when it's time to go back to work. Ultimately, constitutional experts say it's the governors who get to decide how and when their stay-at-home orders get lifted. And now we're watching a new dynamic start to take hold in which governors are getting strong responses, not just from the federal government, but their own residents. Like we said, there's a lot happening right now. To keep up to date on the latest news about COVID-19, head over to theskim.com slash COVID updates. Normally this time of year, college students might be studying for finals in the quad or picking out what they're going to wear to graduation, but not this semester. COVID-19 has moved classes online. And not everyone is happy about it. Everyone was talking about it. Everyone was like, when are we going to get our money back? Because like, this is not okay. Holly Nance is student body president of New York University's performing arts school, Tisch. She and her friends went home for spring break and haven't been back since. All their classes, even tap dancing, have moved online. And she says the education she's getting isn't worth NYU's $80,000 price tag. That's around double what the average private school costs. I know for me, it has meant like my parents taking on extra jobs. Both my parents have two jobs. NYU is giving some students grants for unexpected costs, like traveling back home because of the pandemic. Plus, Nance says that the school has refunded students for some of their housing and dining costs, but not tuition. From NYU's perspective, their website says that because classes are still happening online, they're not refunding tuition. But Nance and college students across the country want to know why not. I don't like online classes. Maya Scott is studying political science at the University of Texas at Arlington. She says her favorite part of class is usually the discussion, but now most of her classes are pre-recorded lectures. That means if she wants to ask a question, she has to type it into a forum and hope someone else responds. She wants some of her tuition back because she says there are things she paid for that she isn't using anymore. On campus, we pay to like get to use printers and stuff. And like, I don't have a printer anymore because I can't go on campus. 
She says at the beginning of the year, she paid the school $150 just to be able to use their printers. But if she got that money back now, she says she wouldn't have had to dig into her own pockets to buy one herself. UTA says in an online FAQ, they're working hard to make sure that learning online lives up to in-person classes. And that because classes are still being offered online, students won't get a refund. Scott says that doesn't cut it. Online classes just aren't the same. She and her classmates have signed a petition asking for some of their money back. And the Wall Street Journal reports that students at about 200 other schools, including NYU, have done the same. Some have even filed lawsuits. So what do colleges say about all this? Two things. The first is they say they're fulfilling their end of the bargain by still offering classes, even if they're online. The second is, financially, things are really tight right now. The University of Wisconsin-Madison says it will already probably lose $100 million because of the pandemic. Others say they're concerned about losing money from canceled sports games, stock market dips, and housing refunds. Last month's massive stimulus bill put aside $14 billion for higher education. But a major college association said it wanted much more than that. As for whether things will go back to normal this fall, that's TBD. Some reports say that high school students are starting to think about gap years. That could mean even fewer students signing up for classes next semester. Okay, we're pressing pause on the latest developing stories to talk about who's out while we're in. Normally this time of year, Yosemite National Park is a pretty popular destination. Millions of people visit the California park each year. But this is what it sounds like now. Yosemite, like many national parks, has been closed for almost a month. And since then, park rangers say the wildlife has been getting pretty wild. Bobcats are usually hard to spot, but rangers say they've been seeing them more and more. As for bears, that's a bear climbing up a tree. One ranger, Katie Patrick, said on Facebook that normally bears have to stick to tiny corridors of the park that people don't go to. But now that people are gone, bears and other animals have been taking over land that normally would be filled with tourists. So we've been getting a lot of questions actually about what are the animals doing since the park has been closed? And um, for the most part, I think they're having a party. We're glad someone's having fun during this hard time. Cheers to you, Yosemite bears. You climb those trees. No matter your situation, sometimes you just need to press pause. And every week, we're sending out an email with some of our favorite things to help you take a break. To sign up, head on over to theskim.com slash press pause. And that's all for Skim This. Remember, we want to hear your shout outs. Maybe it's a message for a friend working on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic or a loved one who you can't physically meet up with right now. Give us a call at 646-461-6370 and leave us a voicemail. For more updates throughout the day, follow us on Instagram at The Skim.